Bond. James Bond. Hello and welcome to another Best of Bonds, a special spin-off series of the Best of Fives. My name is Dave. I am joined by Steve. Yeah, hi. Oh, yeah, sorry. Me. Hello. <laughs> Are you still making your list like as as we're doing this? Is that what the pause was for? No, no. I was just I wanted to make sure I had my um, letters and numbers right because, you know, you know, car people. That's true. <laughs> I thought about that while making my list. I wouldn't I want to piss anybody off. Yeah. And we're also joined by the creator of this show, Smitty. How's it going? All right. So we've covered a couple topics already this week. We are talking about the best five Bond cars. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I am not a car person by any means. I know nothing about cars other than you stick the piece of metal in and you turn it and it goes around. I don't know anything about cars. So this was kind of hard for me. What about you guys? Was this, uh, Steve, was this, you're not a car guy, are you? Since Dave, since uh, you last saw me regularly, I've become a big, big gearhead. Really? Yes. I, I like to uh, sit around in parking lots discussing cars, what I put into cars, and then I enjoy driving them in circles to impress people. Okay. I can't now, wait to hear your I, opinions then. I lie. I'm, I, I was hoping one of us would be the car guy. It ain't me. Okay. But you know is what? it I, you, Smitty? It is me. <laughs> Thank God. I, I know what's uh, cool looking and what, you know, what's an extension of a man's penis. And, uh, you know. Is that... Like to watch is that all a car fast. is, do you? <laughs> is that a euphemism? Uh, I drive a Veloster from Hyundai. It is not an extension of my genitalia. It's just a, it's a perfect car for my size and the speed I like to drive. It's a conveyance. Yeah, it's a conveyance, but it fits me. You know, I think I know people don't go like, oh, that's flashy. But they say, yeah, that's, that's a good looking car for you to get out of. When you said flashy, I thought you were going to say flaccid. <laughs> Introducing the Hyundai Flasis. <laughs> a car that folds up into your wallet. <laughs> well, so Smitty, you are the, you're going to be the uh, expert on this as far as cars go, it sounds like. Are you okay I, with that? I guess so. I definitely was a huge car guy for a long time. Um, when I switched careers, I kind of, that part of me, uh, weakened and I became more of a camera gear guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other reason is that I didn't, you know, I couldn't afford cool cars anymore <laughs> and I didn't, it just didn't fit into my lifestyle anymore. You know, when I was a soft software engineer, I, I had a, you know, usually I had a pretty kind of fun car and sometimes a secondary car for carrying stuff. Um, and I subscribed to all the car magazines and I would read car websites all the time and I could identify cars by sight and year and everything like that. I, I knew what all the engine sizes were in all the different cars and I was really into it. And now I've kind of let that go, but I mean, I still retain a certain amount of it. I just don't keep up on what's, what's coming out. So the car aspect to bond has always been a big part of why I like these movies. Um, you know, they, they don't always pick nice cars. Sometimes they, they pick terrible cars on purpose. Um, but they do have some of the, you know, they're known for stylish cars, fast cars, car chases, and of course the modified cars. So, yeah, uh, 
Smitty, I hope then you will uh, contradict and criticize our lists like John McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong! <Yeah>. Next car! <laughs> Steve and I are about to be emasculated in front of a live recorded audience. Well, that's what the great about this show is that it's all your opinion, you know? <laughs> Dave, I drive and a car is- with three doors, all right? I've already been emasculated quite a lot. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with driving a hatchback. <laughs> you drive the car that Mr. Bean runs off the road in every episode of Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah, the three, three-wheeled three blue car. The, the three wheels, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and speaking, speaking of Mr. Bean, I don't know if I'm going to get kicked off of this show for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I made this list while watching... Never say never again. Does that get me kicked off of this list? I mean, we haven't really talked about mm. where the best of Bond and how we're going to handle the disavowed film, Never Say Never Again. And I bring it up because Rowan Atkinson is in it and he's hilarious in it. <laughs> you know, um, I would say we should, we should count that for a couple of reasons. One, uh, throughout all of the legal wranglings that that movie caused um in the end ion films finally bought it and they own it so it 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 is technically canon now i think um two i actually think it's a better movie than thunderball (laughs) so uh, i may be kicked off of this for that but (laughs) there i i think it's funny that you know sean connery made the same movie twice and they actually i think did a better job the second time around given the fact that they couldn't use the music and they couldn't use a lot of the certain aspects of, of the bond um, canon, they did a pretty good job with it. All right. Okay. Well, that's defended. Yes. I we're, we're not officially owned by United artists, right? So we're not in a legal trouble. We can acknowledge, right. That it exists. Sure. Has a right to exist. Right. All right. So. All right, I'm down with that. Cool. I got to change well, my lists now. Thanks, but right. <laughs> your whole list from now on is going to be all never say never again. Every every time that I've said throughout the 24 movies, now I have to say throughout the 25 movies, and um, I'm not prepared for that. No, I can I can fix that in post. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Make me taller too, would you? <laughs> yeah. Just push your microphone down further, and you'll sound taller. Yeah, and less flaccid. That would be good. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the list. The yeah. best five Bond cars as chosen by Smitty. I'll go first because I give the, the, the least amount of weight to my list. So I'm going first. We're saving Smitty for last in case cool. you didn't get that. Uh, my number five, the film Diamonds Are Forever and the car, the Ford Mustang. I got you now. Lean over. I don't know a lot about cars. Everybody knows that a Mustang is cool. And the thing that I like about this the most is that, I mean, it's taking place in Vegas. Like, they're in America. It would make sense to me that they're using an American car. There's all kinds of cars, like, and, you know, like, 
Steve and I, I think are in the same boat here. Like we know what looks cool and we know what we like. Well, there's no one that doesn't say that a Ford Mustang isn't cool. So my number five is the Ford Mustang from Diamonds Are Forever. All right, Steve, what's your number five? Dave, you're going to find this remarkable, but my number five was also Tiffany Case's uh, Mustang Mach 1 from Diamonds Are Forever. Nice. Uh, and you even covered the majority of my reason, which is it's a flashy city. It's a flashy muscle car. Uh, but I will also say that uh, I'll always remember it because, and I've covered this at uh, my various trivias, there's a very famous film flub, a continuity error, in that uh, when he drives into that narrow alley and goes up onto two wheels, when uh, they, uh, the next shot coming out of the alley, he's up on the other two wheels. <laughs> along oh, along nice. axis. So uh, there was no way that for him to have switched around inside the alley. It was too narrow. Um, but from what I've read, they were already on borrowed time because they were trying to film a very famous movie in a very crowded area. And uh, so they they couldn't they didn't notice or didn't want to take any more time to correct it. So <laughs> that's great. Uh, I like the car for the car and for the anecdote that goes with it. Do you, have you used that as a trivia question, like what famous film flub, like in, in one of your trivia categories? Yes, I have. Um, and, and in fact, one of the trivias that I do, which is a largely visual one, and it's mostly film and some music, um, it was able to show the image of it as well. So <laughs> it packs a lot of punch. Very nice. All right, Smitty. Don't copy me five. again, all right, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I'm going first. You're copying me, sucker. Dang. Number five, Smitty. My number five is the Toyota 2000 GT convertible from You Only Live Twice. Okay. Um, it is not the most powerful car, um, but it is a very pretty car. It's one of these cars that uh, a Japanese copying a British or European car, you know, when they did that once in a while, the, the cars were they look a lot better than this, your standard Japanese styling of the sixties and seventies. Um, and this car clearly is trying to look like a Jaguar, um, long hood, big curves over the wheels, uh, pointy front looks, looks kind of looks like the front end looks a little bit like a stingray Corvette. You know, the, the, the cab is far to the back. It's a two seater. Um, <clears throat> and here's the fun part. Sean Connery was too tall to fit in it. <laughs> so they cut the darn roof off for the movie and made it a convertible. Uh, so it wouldn't have been, it wasn't, it wasn't offered as a convertible. Nope. It was <laughs> just a hard top. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of it now. I definitely don't picture that when someone says to me, Toyota. Right. So exactly. Good on you. Toyota. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just a little tidbit, I just noticed here on the Wikipedia page of the car, um, Daniel Craig voted this as his favorite Bond car of all time. Really? Yeah. A man so who always... notoriously doesn't give a frig, or so he says <laughs> in interviews. Can I say something yeah. beyond frig? I don't know. You got to ask Smitty. Um, eh, let's try and keep this one clean. All right, then. Frig it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a fan of of the the curvaceous styling of European cars, uh, sports cars. Um, even though it just had a little tiny two liter, hundred and fifty horsepower engine, um, it doesn't really stand up to you know V eight and V sixes and stuff like that. Um, the look and probably the handling was probably very good as well. 
All right. That I love the convertible tidbit. That's awesome. All right. Our number fours then in that case. I don't even know how to pronounce this vehicle. So uh, and it's not even really a car. I don't know if you guys did this on your list. Um, we said best five Bond cars. He doesn't always drive a car. I guess this thing is closer to a car than some of the other things he ends up driving in some of the films. But my number four is what is known now as the Tuck Tuck Taxi from Octopussy. BJ, we have company. No problem. This is a company car. Go on. Uh, the, <laughs> the real name is a Bajaj. I don't know how you say Ooh, this. Say it slower. Keep it clean, Dave. <laughs> Can I say Bajaj? <laughs> It's B-A-J-A-J-R-E, the Bajaj R-E. It's really just a souped-up rickshaw that he ends up being a passenger in. And I like it, I guess, mainly because there's there's often tension, obviously, fraught with danger. But they often will take the time to be comical in the most intense scenes, and it works. And I think it certainly works here as he's, you know, driving in this thing that looks like it really should be going no more than 15 miles an hour. And it's flying. So I like the use of it. I like the surroundings. And that's why the Tuck Tuck Taxi is my number four. Steve, what's your seems number four? A, it seems appropriate that the Bajaj um, being driven by a man named Vijay would be in a movie called Octopussy. And we've already become <laughs> filthy. But that's a great choice. I would also... Uh, submit to you my number four is a, a little bit of a cheat only because uh again smitty's doing the heavy lifting on the cars so forgive me if i say that my number four is a boat and it's not a popular one but it's i think it's dubbed the q boat at least in my book the essential mm -hmm. bond from the world is not enough stop stop It is that um, uh, opening set piece, now standard, um, where he uh, chases after uh, some sort of suspicious assassin through the Thames River. It's like a one-man boat. You know the one I'm talking about. He oh, was yeah. able to submerge mm -hmm. at one point. It comes back up. Uh, I mean, he's, he's wet, but the thing is, it did it. And it also has your standard machine gun and rocket launcher on it. So if you'll humbly forgive me, the Q-boat is my number four car. That's fair enough. I, I put a, a non-car on my list as well, so Whew, okay, we'll get there. The rest of mine are cars. It does, it does end up driving on land for oh, a bit of that. That is a good point. So uh, it certainly would count. You and I, we were working as projectionists when that movie was out, and I remember that was one of the movies where you made sure you knew when that chase scene started, and as a projectionist, you made sure you were there in the booth watching that scene because that chase scene to me now and what a lot of people wouldn't consider one of the best bond movies is so well done and one of my favorite action action sequences ever and a lot of it's because of that because of the boat the boat's cool and he straightens his tie when he's underwater like it's it's so well done that's a good yeah. choice i think that's the good detail that yeah the straightening of the tie <laughs> <laughs> all right what about you smitty Okay, well, I'm going with another 
sports car for uh, number four. This is from also from the Pierce Brosnan years. Um, <clears throat> it is the uh, BMW Z8 from The World Is Not Enough. Now, I want to introduce you to the young fellow I'm grooming to follow me. Ah. Oh. Hopes if you open the door. And you might be... This is 007. If you're Q, does that make him R? Ah, yes, the legendary 007 wit. Or at least half of it. Now, I dare say, 007, that you've met your match with this machine. Yeah, new model, improved specs. I thought you were on the inactive roster, some kind of injury. Yes, well, we'll see about that. So... As I was saying, the very latest in intercepts and countermeasures. Titanium armor, a multitasking heads-up display, and six beverage cup holders. All in all, rather stocked. Fully loaded, I think is the term. I think. You're not here to think. You're here to do what I tell you. BMW had been going through a bit of a renaissance at the time. They had come out with the Z3 some years earlier and had some good success with that. And then decided, well, let's make a really high-end, powerful version of this thing. And uh, the Z8 is, you know, just, I always love the beautiful styling on it. It was, it was fast. It looks great from just about any angle. It's 2C convertible. I don't remember exactly what, I'm sure it had missiles and all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and it was probably, since it was a world, it's not enough. It, who knows how believable the action scene was with it. But uh, anyway, uh, that is my number four. Nice. And that was the first BMW that they used ever? Is that right? No, I think it was the second or maybe even the third because the first one was the Z3 in Goldeneye. Which, uh, yeah. which kind of a lame and that, that was like the beginning of the Z, of the BMW years for for Bond. Um, you know, oh, who's what's the guy? Jack, Jack Wade, Jack uh, Wade. Yeah, talking about Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker shows <laughs> up in and in, in the car and gives it to Bond and Natalia, and it's like, oh, there's missiles behind the headlights. So careful for that, and they never use any of it. They just drive it off and and then leave it somewhere. Um, so that was the first. I don't remember if the Z8 came before or after the the 5 Series or 7 Series or one that was remote controlled that we talked about previously. Um, but it was in that same era. You know, Smitty, you make a good point. The the missiles, if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to tease missiles, they got to yeah. show up in the third act. That's called Chekhov's missiles. Chekhov's missiles hidden behind the uh, headlights, of course. <laughs> Left me with some <clears throat> bluebells, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Keep it clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Our number threes, then. The film for me for number three is A View to a Kill. And the name of the car is the Rolls-Royce Silver Cloud 2. Now, the thing that I remember most about this is that uh, Mayday, the lovely and talented Grace Jones, forces Bond into a lake and he ends up using the tires, the air in the tires to breathe underwater until she leaves. 
I don't know. I can't imagine this actually being scientifically accurate, but that's the thing I remember most about this. And I remember being like, you know, a, a teenager and thinking that was cool and now being an old dude and thinking it's cool. So because of that, I'm choosing this car. I looked it up a little. It was actually the producer of the Bond movies in the 60s had this car as his personal car. So they wanted to put it in one of the later films kind of as a as a nod to him. So that's why it's this car in that case. But the tires and the air is what sealed this one for me. So that's my number three. Weird. I thought I thought he wanted to be buried in that car. Yeah, or or right. was he? <laughs> Maybe he was in the trunk. <laughs> I mean you can't you can't do that, right? You can't breathe out of the air in in the t- in the tire, right? I, I mean, don't see why not. I mean it's air. It would taste gross. Really? Yeah, it would taste like rubber. You'd have to like figure out a way to to uh, bleed the valve while it's in your mouth. Um, and uh, so, in recent years, people, you know, performance-minded people have been putting things like uh, nitrogen. Is that right? Okay. Some other yeah. gas in their tires because for some reason it doesn't expand and contract as much with temperature or some other you know marginally believable reason. So, some modern cars you wouldn't be able to do that with. Well, that makes tailgating a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my number three. What about you, Steve? All right. Well, here's one. It floated all around my list until finally landing at number three. I, I feel like I've said this line before. I'll say it again. Invisible car, bad. Underwater car, good. <laughs> I know that by the time Die Another Day came around, they thought, like, what can we do with a car that we haven't already done? And they, well, sadly, they went with the invisible car. But way back in the Spy Who Loved Me days, the Lotus Esprit. Good morning, Major Boothroyd. Good morning, Major. Look what Q's brought for us. Isn't it nice? Right. Now, pay attention, 007. I want you to take great care of this equipment. There are one or two rather special accessories. Q, have I ever let you down? Frequently. That uh, I don't. I have no idea if this is going to make your lists, guys, or not. But um, I, I can imagine being an audience member and seeing that, like, oh no, we're going to a third or a fourth dimension. Oh, holy gods, it's an underwater <laughs> car. Uh, you know. So I, I don't know. I don't know if audiences were jaded by then or if they loved it. Uh, but I think I've read that audiences flipped for that uh, that beautiful car and its underwater sequence. So there it is, number three. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely a famous one. I didn't put that on my list. I'm not a big fan of the styling of that Lotus. Mm-hmm. I like their earlier, uh, uh, earlier cars, like in the 60s, the um, the Elan, and then and now the current cars. But in the 80s, they had this really sort of flat, blocky, you know, panels that was sort of the style of the 80s, and uh, the Esprit never really worked for me. Did all the Lotus cars start with E? I believe they do, yeah. Yeah. Except for the original Super 7, which is quite a weird car, and you'd recognize it if you saw it. But It almost looks like a white DeLorean, like you're saying, like the the cars of the 80s had that that kind of style. It looks a lot like a DeLorean. Right. Can I take it back? (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? And they made the Esprit for (laughs) many, many years. I don't like Steve's insinuation. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I mean, I don't care if I step on toes. 
What are you trying to say, Steve? I guess I'm saying that the DeLorean, outside of some beloved films, uh, <laughs> I don't know, doesn't really, isn't really thought of fondly. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. It's okay. not a good car. All right. <laughs> Once you ready. take that uh, flux capacitor off, it's kind of crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's I didn't in Ready Player One. You looking forward to that? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. I know that. I know of that from you. Oh, all right, we'll talk about that another time. I got thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm not talking to you anymore. You're trashing DeLorean. Oh. So. <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. All right. We're on to number two. No, I get to go. Oh, that's right. Number yes. three. Let's hear it. So this is my non-car entry. Um, I was going through all the vehicles that were driven in all the movies, and this one showed up, and I thought, that's not a car, but damn, it's a good scene. And it's the T-55 battle tank that uh, Pierce Brosnan drives around in Goldeneye. Awesome. And it's, it's a tank in a car chase scene. He's drifting. He's breaking through walls. He's just going all over the place and he's just hanging out, you know, sticking half out the top of it, like, like Michael Dukakis or something. And, and he's just having a blast with it. It's just a really fun, really fun scene. Ah, I'm so glad it you is. chose that. He's I, taking out walls and yeah. straightening his tie again. <laughs> I, I told you guys before that GoldenEye is like, it's the first one I saw on the big screen. So it's kind of like mm. where I came in to the whole thing. And uh, I remember when he burst out through that first wall, the, the original Bond theme plays, mm-hmm. which, which otherwise Eric Serra doesn't use in the movie. Oh, okay. And it's like perfectly coupled to that whole thing. Yeah. And fun in the video game, too. Oh. Remember that being a fun level to play. I'm glad that's on, the, on somebody's list as well, because I was watching that scene uh, not that long ago, and it's, it's so well done. Yeah. And he's just, he, he, it's, and part of it is Brosnan. I mean, the tank is cool and the, and the, and the stunts and everything are cool, but he's, he's making it work. Like he's making you believe he's actually doing something and not just holding on for dear life, which is probably what he was really doing. He does take out a number of innocent, um, Russian citizens, I think in the course of that chase, but oh well, so did Superman. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) All right, now, number two, the penultimate of our lists. And I'm going back to the BMW, but a different one. From Tomorrow Never Dies, the BMW 750IL. Your new BMW 750. All the usual refinements, machine guns, rockets, the GPS tracking system. Welcome. Please fasten seatbelt and obey all instructions for a safe trip. Thought you'd pay more attention to a female voice. I think we've met. I am not interested in your sordid escapades. Let's get on with it, shall we? Your new telephone. Talk here, listen here. So that's what I've been doing wrong all these years, huh? Look, it also includes a fingerprint scanner and a 20,000 volt security system and this I'm particularly proud of. The remote control for your car. Tap twice. One, two. Now, 
draw your finger very slowly across the pad to drive the car. Well, it's surprisingly difficult to mm. drive, but uh, with practice... Mm -hmm. Well, let's see how she responds to my touch, thank you. understand each other <laughs> grow up 007 which is in the famous backseat driver garage chase complete with tear gas bulletproof windows roof missiles wire cutter on the front electric shock door handles inflatable tires i mean this has pretty much everything that you could ever want in a car remote controlled from bond's phone in the back seat it's uh, one of the best sequences in the entire franchise and uh, a, a great use of the car like dave said it's like there's bond there's girls there's martinis there's cars and this movie really came through on the car aspect of the elements of bond so the bmw 750il is my number two all right. All right. What do you think, Steve? What's your number two? I panicked here for a moment. I was tempted to shuffle mine around, but no, I'm not going to, Dave. Uh, I also picked the same BMW from the same movie at number two. <laughs> the, what we're talking about today is, I mean, it's the it's the action part of the genre, which obviously is huge. Bond <laughs> doesn't do much stealth much spying even though he's you know the world's greatest spy so we just have to embrace that and everything that you said about the chase i completely agree with and it is has a an awesome david arnold uh score going with it that is absolutely my favorite track from from the soundtrack album as well that accompanies that and uh you, all the features you mentioned are great i went for the most the most practical one is the one that stays with me is those reinflatable tires why doesn't every operative have that why didn't they think of that from the very beginning that would seem to me to be more practical than missiles behind the headlights or smokescreen or oil slick is just for when someone shoots out your dang tires could we have more tires please and haven't we had run flats for a long time now <laughs> yeah i think so thank you nasa right and i bet you could breathe out of these too yeah. Oh no, don't even try 007. It's deadly poison. <laughs> Everything else though is good. <laughs> is that your Desmond Llewellyn? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is I'll work on it. It's pretty good. No, don't you know, don't change a thing. It doubles as my uh <laughs> it's my John Cleese as well. <laughs> and every other British actor ever. <laughs> Over the age of 45. Yeah, right. <laughs> you should hear my Judy Dench. <laughs> it's same thing. Oh, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number two, Dave? My number two is the Aston Martin DBS V12 from Casino Royale.
Casino Royale was a great, as we've said before, it's a great reintroduction of Bond. Um, it, it reintroduces a lot of the classic things while updating them. Um, this car, well, the Aston Martin, of course, has always been a staple of Bond and bringing that back as the new Bond. It didn't have too many tricks, had the defibrillator, had some, as far as I recall, had some tracking or some other capabilities, but I don't remember seeing any missiles or any machine guns or anything like that. Uh, it does get rolled in a very uh, good crash scene, um, but as far as just cool cars go, this is probably one of the most powerful, fastest, coolest cars that has ever been in a Bond movie. And, uh, and yet it only made it to number two. Wow. Yeah. That, that role is amazing. I wonder if all of our number ones are going to converge. I, but but Smitty knows more about the function and I just know about the form. So I could be wrong. Well, we're about to find out our number ones and I will go first. Um, I guess this is kind of uh, a no-brainer, anticlimactic, if you want to call it. But if we're making these lists, this has got to be on a list to me. And it's got to be number one. It's the Aston Martin DB5, premiered in Goldfinger. You'll be using this Aston Martin DB5 with modifications. Now, pay attention, please. Windscreen bulletproof. That's on the side and the rear windows. Revolving number plates, naturally. Valid all countries. Here's a nice little transmitting device called a Homer. You prime it by pressing that back like this. You see? The smaller model is now standard field issue to be fitted into the heel of your shoe. Its larger brother is magnetic. Right. To be concealed in the car you're trailing while you keep out of sight. Reception on the dashboard here. Auto visual range 150 miles. Ingenious and useful too. Allow a man to stop off for a quick one en route. It has not been perfected out of years of patient research entirely for that purpose, 007. And incidentally, we'd appreciate its return, along with all your other equipment. Intact for once when you return from the field. Oh, you'd be surprised the amount of wear and tear that goes on out there in the field. Anything else? Well, I won't keep it for more than an hour or so, if you give me your undivided attention. We've installed some rather interesting modifications. You see this arm here? Now open the top and inside are your defense mechanism controls. Smoke screen, oil slick, rear bulletproof screen, and left and right front wing machine guns. Now this one I'm particularly keen about. You see the gear lever here? Now if you take the top off, you'll find a little red button. Whatever you do, don't touch it. No, why not? Because you'll release this section of the roof and engage and fire the passenger ejector seat. Ejector seat? You're joking. I never joke about my work, 007. Um, the ejector seat, the smokescreen, the guns, it ended up in six films, including Skyfall. It's like Dave said, when you think it's one of the things, it's what we've been talking about. Martinis, girls, guns, Aston Martin, the DB5 is my number one. It's, to me, the best Bond car ever. What about you, Steve? Uh, we'll keep it short, because, yep, I picked the same car for the iconography of it all. And I'll just point out one feature, and that's the ejection seat. My God, 
Imagine if they'd intro- introduced the ejection seat and then not used it. You know, like what if that bit had been <laughs> right. cut? Like God, the movie is so long as it is, we got to get rid of something. No, you you introduce an ejector seat, you're going to have some mook get ejected later on. And I can't remember. It, is it when there's a callback? Is it is it Skyfall when he he teases about using it? Yeah, I think so. Well, Skyfall is when he. He drives it up to his home, and then it gets destroyed in the fight, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think yes. so, but, but driving yeah. uh, on route... Oh, he teases using the ejector. Yes, teases. Ah, right, right, right. Well, well is it M sitting in the, in the passenger I seat? Forget. I think it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw mama from the car. Owen! <laughs> <laughs> Owen doesn't have any friends. <laughs> so there you go. I can All right. Go. And uh, ditto. That was my number one as well because he can't he can't get any more classic than that car. Well, that's good. I mean, I I kind of thought this was going to happen, but yeah, this is great. It's it is the quintessential British sports car, especially of the '60s and '70s. The uh, they like I said, the gadgets, the ejector seat, oil slicks, you know, the guns, the communications and tracking devices and everything was just they threw everything at that car and it was they did a really good job oh can i add by the way i was in in the same book that my essential bond companion here it mentions that there was also a mobile phone that didn't appear in the film but it was equipped with it nice which is that's Mm. what a 55 year old mobile phone right my god that's even before michael douglas and wall street with that big honking thing (laughs) Uh uh-huh nice yeah plus for a 1963 to 65 car, this thing had 280, no, yeah, 282 horsepower. I was going to say that. pounds of yeah. torque. It was, <laughs> for the time, and especially for that size of car, that is that is a beefy engine. And uh, that, that thing would move. All right. Well, I'm going to go, let's go through the list just uh, for posterity's sake. Five to one. Uh, my number five was the Ford Mustang from Diamonds Are Forever. Number four, the Tuck Tuck Taxi from Octopussy. Number three, the Rolls Royce Silver Cloud 2 from A View to a Kill. My number two is the BMW 70, 750iL from Tomorrow Never Dies. And number one, the Aston Martin DB5. What's your five to one, Steve? Three of mine agreed with you. At number five, the <laughs> beautiful Mustang from Diamonds Are Forever. At four, the Q-Boat from the opening of The World Is Not Enough. The underwater Lotus Esprit, The Spy Who Loved Me, at number three. At number two, the reinflatable tires and many other features of the BMW and Tomorrow Never Dies. And the Aston Martin from Goldfinger at number one. Very nice. And my five are number five, the Toyota 2000 GT Convertible custom from you only live twice number four the bmw z8 from the world is not enough number three the t55 battle tank from goldeneye number two the s and martin dbs v12 from casino royale and might have been in they might have had one of those in a later movie as well and number one of course agreed with you aston martin db5 premiering in goldfinger i would say my number three list of lists of cars today is mine at number two is Dave F. <laughs> and coming in at a sterling number one, Smitty's list of the cars. <laughs> I like your list of the list. It's good. <laughs> Thank you. Your, your list of the list is my number one list of lists. Listeners, please, uh, if you would like to list the order of my listings, <laughs> get back to me. 
<laughs> well, I'd like to thank you for listening. And if you have your own list, obviously, of uh, Bond cars, please let us know on uh, Facebook at, at neozes.com. Um, you know, put your list up there because we have our opinions and you do too. And that's why these best of five shows are so cool because you get to hear what people are thinking. And it's not just the what it is, it's also the why it is. Uh, the why is often more important than the what so yeah we want to hear what you guys have to say too go to neozes.com for all kinds of other great podcasts on all kinds of different uh, topics chances are if you like something we like it too and we've talked about it so uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of the best of bonds and join us in the next episode yeah.